I don't know if you knew this or if I've uh, told you before, but uh, University of Nebraska won three national titles in four years in the 90s. And uh, for a while, yeah, they had... tell me that uh, every day. Uh, for a point in time, they had 35 straight nine-win seasons. They uh, went to a bowl game every year. You know, probably the best team in college football from 1970 to 2000. Things have tapered off a little bit in the last 20 years, with the exception of sellout crowds. And they still have that streak going, close to 400 games. Uh, they hope not to lose it because of the pandemic this fall, if we have a season... But one thing Nebraska can still brag about leading the nation in right now is helping student-athletes leverage their name, image, and likeness. Uh, Nebraska partnering with Open Doors, founded by two former Nebraska football players, to create the Ready Now program to provide student-athletes with the best possible readiness tools because it's coming. Uh, There's a lot of legislation in a lot of states, and the NCAA might just make it legislation for all of its athletes uh, to allow those athletes to make money off their name, image, and likeness and hire an agent and do all this while they are in school. You don't want to have some states having this and other states don't. That's a recruiting advantage, obviously, for some schools. Uh, So the NCAA is mulling that over. It might take a couple years. Uh, The bill's effective date in Nebraska allows for the federal government or the NCAA to make laws and rules before then that governing name, image, and likeness. You know, but... Obviously, there's a lot of details to going with this, but uh, a former Husker linebacker, Blake Lawrence, 2007-09, who's also uh, had been a broadcaster in uh, Lincoln the last several years before Open Doors became uh, such a big deal. He's moved the operation to New York. It has an office in Denver. And in 20, uh, and for, according to Forbes magazine, Open Doors has secured another $3.125 million in venture capital funding. So, Blake, who uh, was on a talk show with me and Lincoln every Monday after Husker Games for a couple of seasons, joining us on the Tires, Tires, Tires fan line. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's hard to believe you can give up that lucrative life of being a, a Husker analyst on TV and radio, but it uh, looks like you've moved on. How are you? Hey, I have. Uh, I still reminisce the Blake down. The Blake down uh, was a heck of a segment. I know the, <laughs> the fans were always just clamoring over what we would say in our banter on Monday. So I'm good to return. You know, just uh, about eight years later to to hear your voice. Yeah, same here. And by the way. Um, we've both kind of moved on from making uh, Husker football our our daily obsession. Although, again, you're gonna you're gonna help work with Husker athletes, but it, but your work will not be limited to just the Huskers. So uh, you have teamed with Adi Kanalik, who was a kicker for Nebraska about the time you were playing, and I mean you guys had your own your own kind of entrepreneurial business before this that turned into Open Doors, but just kind of. To play the bobs from the movie Office Space, what is it that you do? I would say, so for sports fans, and you're scrolling through Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, and you see a professional athlete that is sharing a uh, highlight video from the game they just played, or they're sharing a promotional message for a brand that they promote or sponsor, uh, the process of getting that photo and video to that athlete so that they share it at the right place, on the right channel, with the right messaging, at the right time, according to some contract they signed or to maximize their engagement. It's not happenstance, John. It, it doesn't happen um, on a whim. There is a, a company out there 
Open Doors, which Audie and I um, started in 2012, that helps orchestrate that whole thing, right? So uh, when an athlete pushes out at last week, the NFL draft, right, you got all these first-rounders promoting EA Sports and Old Spice and Heads and Shoulders and um, Panini trading cards, that whole process of making sure that, you know, 32 first-round NFL draft picks are saying the right thing, right place, right time. Our technology is behind the scenes coordinating, executing, managing the contracts, signatures, all in real time, all from one place. And, and um, you know, we're, we're proud to say that 12,000 athletes around the world use our software to do just that every single day. And um, this move in the, the world of name, image, and likeness rights and the technology that's going to be required to manage it you know, we've been providing that technology to the pro market for the last eight years. So excited to dive in more to that. And if I didn't make it clear enough about what Openrista does, you can just say, huh, and I'll say it again. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> Craig, Craig, do you need him to do that? Uh, no. I mean, uh, you're you're in the beginning stages of something that is uh, not a lot of us know how it's all going to work out. Are, are, are you going to be working with athletes specifically for them to make money, and are they going to have to have an agent? You know, there's in terms of the name, image, and likeness policies put forth and mentioned last week by the Board of Governors and the NCA, you know, they're recommending that the student athletes may be able to use third party representation, which would mean agent in most worlds. Um, and for open doors currently, we work with professional athletes. So professional athletes use our software every day, as I mentioned, um, you know, working with brands and sponsors and opportunities. But student athletes, more than 5,000 student athletes across the country use Open Doors today not to get paid uh, to push out photos and videos on their social media channels, but just to get a highlight um, from their school that they could send out, which helps them look good. Every athlete wants to look good, but also uh, as, you know, potential. Uh, recruiting materials for the next generation of, of signees. So for Open Doors, yes, we are in a position where the same technology that our professional athletes use, if the rules change tomorrow for NCA name and likeness and student athletes are able to get paid, there's a switch we can flip on the back end that allows those 5,000 that already use Open Doors to start to make money tomorrow. So we're in an uh, exciting position um, in terms of being able to provide some infrastructure for this because that is the key, guys, is that 500,000 student athletes, 12,000 sponsors, 1,200 schools, and every single transaction that takes place in the market must be tracked. And that is a, uh, a technology challenge uh, of a high degree, and the NCAA has 10 months to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I, I sit back and I go, how are they going to get all of this put together by January? Uh, who's, who's the lead uh, leader on this whole process that you're looking up to in terms of you know within the nca we've been fortunate to have a relationship with the nca just over the years being in the space and um you know there's a gentleman you guys probably know and talked about him a little bit oliver luck uh formerly of the ncaa and prior to that at west virginia university as an ad and most recently at the xfl so oliver luck while he's at the ncaa was really number two uh, in charge behind Mark Emmert, and he's, the rules uh, all flowed through him, all the compliance and membership affairs. So that the person in that same role today is a guy named Stan Wilcox. So Stan and his team at the NCAA are tasked with taking that recommendation last week and bringing it to 
the realities that are uh, you know going to be actual rules that are changed and put in place in January of 2021. So we, we look to the NCA and, and they have to respect what they are putting forth because no matter what, there can be a lot of fodder, a lot of conversation about what could be, who can make money, what can happen, but none of it's going to work unless the NCA gives it the blessing. And that's one of the interesting things about this market is um, by preempting or trying to get things out before these state rules go into effect, the NCA in, in a way is, is making sure they stay in control. And that's important for them in terms of maintaining the collegiate model. He's Blake. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, John. No, uh, Blake no. Lawrence joining us on Sports Talk with Greg and John. Uh, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. I know there's a lot of rules that have to be put together, but I know the biggest one's going to be that there has to be, what, federal statutes that all are the same in each state? How big of a barrier is that going to be? Yeah, I, I think that there's the guidelines and policies that the NCAA is going to put in place have to be accompanied with a, a solution that can be clearly put into law at the federal level to provide, they use the term safe harbor, um, to the types of um, NIL compensation, what student-athletes are allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Uh, so there's a battle to be fought in terms of having the rules that every Division One, Two, and Three athletic department and school president agree to, but at the same time ensuring that the rules they're putting uh, in place are enforceable at the federal level and protects the NCAA and, you know, the, the collegiate sports model um, while opening up this opportunity that, you know, student-athletes have been wanting for a long time. And um, many, many in the public say that, hey, pay these kids, pay these kids. Um, the complexity of allowing that without any constraints is the surefire way to see collegiate sports change forever in a, in a way that most fans won't like. Um, so you got to keep the reins on it, give the the policies that, that get put in place some um, clear examples of, of how the federal statutes and, and rules can also enforce what the NSA desires, which is to allow this type of compensation but not to change college sports forever. Hmm. That might be difficult. Uh, Blake Lawrence joining us, co-founder of Open Doors, a marketing company geared toward helping athletes promote their brands on social media platforms and also part of the Ready Now program at the University of Nebraska. He's a former Husker football player. And, I mean, uh, just to bounce off of what you just said, uh, to, this is going to change college athletics, but in, in your mind, is it going to be able to, How reined in can it possibly be? I mean, how can you put it in layman's terms like, this won't get crazy now that college athletes are going to be able to be on car commercials and car companies might, you know, what everybody's afraid of, obviously, and it starts with recruiting, obviously, is, you know, a car company in Lincoln, Nebraska can offer a kid that to, a five-star athlete uh, before he, I don't know if they can, before he gets to campus, but when he arrives on campus, hey, here's your money, here's your money, um, 150 grand, whatever number you want to put on it to be a part of our marketing campaign, and that's more than the 75 grand someone in, uh, in, in Dinky Town in, at Minnesota is offering him. Um, and that's what people are afraid of doing. Um, how, how reasonable is it that that can be prevented? So what, what I like is that exact example. I'll take that and, and throw it um, back at you. So name, image, and likeness rights are something that can be valued. You can put a, a tangible dollar amount 
a fair market value on name, image, and likeness rights based on historical transactions of athletes of a similar caliber, publicity, um, even today's world, social and digital media following. And so one of the things at Opener is we provide technology to say, okay, one post from uh, Zach Zinner on Twitter is worth $1,200, right? One on Instagram is worth $3,162, right? Some of those numbers, it can be automated and tracked. So the example that you talk about, and this is critical when it comes to how to interpret this change, is that the dollar amount in which a student-athlete is offered has to be tied to their actual name, image, and likeness rights, not something tied to their skill set on the field of play. Otherwise, it turns into a pay-for-play scheme. So a car dealership in Nebraska can offer uh, XYZ student-athlete a $100,000 deal. Now, one, I think that's a egregious and above market rate for any college <laughs> athlete, but we'll just stick with that number. Now, in Dinkytown, they couldn't offer him more than that if the market rate is 100000 Now, they could certainly offer him less, but there's, there's basically not an imposed upper limit from the NCAA side, but in terms of a fair market value for a certain type of transaction, if somebody is worth $5,000 in one market, they're worth $5,000 in the other market. You know, and that's uh, something that could be capped in a way, not necessarily by the NCA, but by ensuring that the actual compensation is not based on anything other than the value of their name, image, and likeness rights, which uh, is the same for a student-athlete in this market, that market, that market, that market, that market. Right? And that's mm-hmm. something, that, again, that uh, there's models in the pro level that can translate to the college. So. Yeah, but to do that, you have to actually have a transaction data on every single dollar that flows from any entity to a student-athlete for any you know, nomination for any type of promotion the moment the rules change. So that becomes a, a process not unlike everyone in the U.S. has to do their taxes. you got to fill out the form, and uh, you either owe or you get money back. You know, every student-athlete when they are executing these endorsement deals and transactions, they're going to have to fill out the form, you know, and uh, make sure that they're staying above board or, or doing as they should to maintain the eligibility. And just to follow up on that, uh, Blake, if that kid at Lincoln gets offered the 100000 who is there? who's the in-between? Who's the one negotiating for this kid, or is he on his own? Is it a family, or is he going to be able to have an agent? Well, it certainly cannot be the school. That's the most clear thing to understand about the recommended guidelines, that the school has no involvement whatsoever in the solicitation management of any transaction between a student-athlete and a sponsor. So the student-athlete is on their own to negotiate and uh, sign a contract of any size or sale or scope. Now, NCA is saying that they may retain the services of a third-party representative, which would be an agent. Um, So... One thing I want to emphasize, guys, is that so much conversation is about the traditional appearance and photo shoot, video shoot. That is uh, 99.9% of student-athletes will never do a photo shoot and get paid for it. They will not do an appearance at a car dealership, sign autographs, but 100% of them will have the potential to monetize Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, Snapchat. 
like the social and digital tools that are freely and widely available uh, used at nauseam for for uh, you know student athletes on campus today. Those are the ways that the majority of student athletes are going to make money, and that's what the majority of the public doesn't really understand how that works. And I think that's uh, you're going to be surprised at how little this is tied to appearances and how much is tied to TikTok promotions <laughs> and YouTube monetization. Wow. Um, it, it's, uh, it's all a little bit over our head, Craig. Is your head spinning yet? Uh, yeah, it it uh, is, but my good to put together yet. But, but my goodness, Blake, again, uh, 3.125 million in venture capital, uh, uh, coming for, for you and open doors, uh, alone. How satisfied are you about your decision back in 2009 to quit football because of, uh, of your concussions to maintain that <laughs> brain of yours now that we are embarking on this new endeavor and, and not on the cutting edge ahead of it? Yeah, I would say that, you know, thinking back to my time in Nebraska, you know, while I wasn't able to monetize name, image, and likeness, I was thankful to invest somewhat in building a, a presence, you know, and, and yeah. I was one of the first guys using Twitter and uh, I got a direct message from Kevin Kugler less than a year after I was done playing football. said, hey, do you want to come on this television show called Big Red Wrap-Up? And I said, sure. And then I did that, and I became a co-host of the show for eight years. And then, and you think this is because of your Twitter presence? I guarantee it. I mean, I got a direct message on Twitter. I could show you. I mean, yeah. that's, and that's the deal is that today the student-athletes, and, and they're using social media, fans love to you know be fly on the wall and see what they're thinking. And sometimes you think student-athletes are dumbasses, and sorry, I can't say that. But yeah, you can. You just did. It's okay. All right, good. Uh, dumb Gaskins is what I said. <laughs> um, there you go. And, yeah, they are. But end of the day, that's the connection that they keep for a lifetime. So the fans that followed me in 2009 when my concussions ended my career – they're still following me today. They still interact with me, and that's the that's the value here, is that all the effort that every student athlete's going to go through to make a buck or two, in terms of building an audience they can monetize for name, image, and likeness rights, those people should follow them for the rest of their life. They're going to get their first job from that group of people. They'll get might get a chance to be on a TV show or two, uh, support a charity, uh, and I think that's the ultimate outcome of this is that student athletes are going to leave with a life skill that I was fortunate to have ten years ago at Nebraska. But every student athlete in the next decade is going to invest heavily in understanding what they say and do while in school. They can make a buck or two, but they're going to build a, an audience that follows them for the rest of their life. There you go. The, the last one I have, and we'll just leave it on this. We only have about a minute left. The It goes back to the sanctity of the purity of college sports. And, again, you lived it as a Husker football player, and uh, people are just are afraid of things getting out of whack, even if you're helping to ma- maximize the value of these student-athletes' brands. Um, it, it, do you think this legislation that will pass and your business that will help these athletes is going to be uh, helping prevent some sort of... Um, corrupt out of sorts uh destroying of the purity of college sports and college and what it's all about or curtail it i think it's going to curtail it our our goal and what we provide is a transparent compliant model that allows student athletes to be student athletes sponsors to be sponsors schools to be schools the ncaa to be the ncaa and allow all of them to freely transact uh keep everything above board provide um, clarity and and what's going to happen. I mean, we've been providing the NFLPA, MLB Players Association, NBA Players Association, 
all, all the professional sports unions use Open Doors to do exactly that. Yeah. And so it's providing that same solution, and it's proven. And uh, NCAA should get better because of this. Um, the student-athlete experience will certainly get better, uh, but only if there's a some level of guidance and support, and I believe from a technology standpoint, we can provide it. Blake, thank you so much, and congratulations on all your success. And uh, hopefully, this this allowed people to understand better the topic. And if they can't, you're you're a marketer, so where can they find you? Or the, probably Twitter would be the easiest. Yeah, Blake underscore Lawrence. Uh, give me a follow on on Twitter. I, I, I'm sure to entertain you. I talk about name, image, likeness, and athlete marketing all day, every day. So <laughs> you'll, you'll learn a thing or two. Hopefully, I pick up some followers. But John, I, I'm thankful for for you, and and good luck the rest of the way. Thanks for the breakdown. That's right. Oh man, we had the music. We played that old Bob Seger breakdown song and everything. It was, it was, it was fantastic. And uh, and you earned it, Blake. Thank you so much. We'll talk All soon. Right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right, Blake Lawrence, former Husker football player. It's uh, Craig and John. We'll react to that. Plus, Matt Zimmer uh, joins us as he does in the four o'clock hour every Tuesday, and we'll get his thoughts on the brewing uh, buzz or not, of the possible Twins AAA affiliate to Sioux Falls on Craig and John, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Follow the show. Respond to the show. Vote in our polls and get the latest sports news on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash KWSN Sports.